Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest from Slipknot and Stone South, Corey Taylor. And now your host, Robert Hasbunny. Thank you so much as always for tuning in to the Squared Circle Pit. Quick programming note, you might be hearing a little buzzing because it is incredibly hot here in New York City and I just cannot turn my AC off right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have an awesome show today. I can't believe I got this interview. I'm so excited. One of my dream guests when I started this podcast was Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Now, I didn't know that Corey was a big wrestling fan until about a year ago. He started dropping wrestling references on his Twitter page and uh, also doing like this kind of jokey beef with Chris Jericho. And uh, then at a Aftershock Festival late last year, he actually got involved in part of the action as part of the NXT show when he smacked the daylights out of Baron Corbin. And it was awesome. And I got I, I, I got a very short window of time with Corey Taylor because Slipknot, of course, is on the road right now. And Taylor himself recuperating from his neck surgery or his spine surgery. So we didn't have much time, but I tried to make the most of it. And I'm so excited to be bringing you this interview right now. So I'm going to stop talking. Stick around after the interview. I want to share some thoughts about Battleground, the draft, the first week of the draft. But right now, let's get to Corey Taylor on the Squared Circle Pit. Do you have a favorite professional wrestler? Oh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, it depends on, on what era you're talking about. I mean, I, you know, I had favorites when I was growing up. I had favorites when I kind of got back into it. Uh, um, how about when you were growing I, up? Uh, when, I was, uh, when I was growing up, I, I mean, my favorite, honestly, was Rowdy Roddy. Nice. You know, nobody was better than Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know. Um, and then when I got back into it, it was Stone Cold, you know, like yeah. he was just, there was just something about him that he was just, you know, one of my favorites. Absolutely. Same here. Uh, and, and you know, like I'm always curious, uh, how did you get into wrestling? Do you remember like what your earliest memory of professional wrestling was? You know, I, uh, you know, my, uh, my first early memories of watching wrestling uh, was, you know, watching wrestling on uh, TBS. So it was NWA. Nice. Uh, watching, uh, uh, it was, uh, oh God, I can't remember what time it was on, but I, I remember it was on it. It was always like, like 705. 605. You know, like that was a big TBS thing. Was It was like 05. I was like, wow, why can't it just be 7 o'clock? Why has it got to be 705, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, watching Ric Flair and, and, uh, and, um, uh, the Horseman, and uh, just uh, you know, Magnum TA, like that. So that was one of my first memories of really getting into wrestling. And then you know, coming over and, and on USA every Saturday, you would watch All American Wrestling. Mm -hmm. So that's when I really kind of got into WWE. That's awesome, and that's a pretty great era of NWA. I feel to get into. Were you a guy who rooted for the Horsemen, or did you root for like Dusty and Magnum TA? Oh, I mean, you know, I loved Dusty and Magnum, but mm -hmm. honestly, at that young age, I knew that there was something so cool about the Horsemen. Yeah, you know, like even because 
you would, it was almost like watching superheroes go at it. You know, it's like even you knew that you should be rooting for Gusty and Magnum and, and the, you know, the Midnight Express or the Rock and Roll Express, excuse me, even though you knew you should be, you know, rooting for them, you, you kind of rooted for, you know, the horsemen, you know, you know, just some of the best dudes working at the time, you know, and just so much charisma and you, you loved to hate them, yeah. you know, like, so, so even as a kid, I just knew that I, it was just something that I just loved. That's awesome. And then on the uh, WWF at the time side, were you a, a Hulk Hogan fan? Were you rooting for Hulk? Yeah, I mean, you kind of had to be. You know, yeah. he was like the ultimate good, the ultimate hero. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was always very much attracted to the dudes with the attitude. You know, like even when, uh, like even afterward, when 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 I was getting a little older, and I was still kind of watching. I, I still, you know, loved dudes like the Ultimate Warrior. But I, I got more into people like, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know. And, Same here. And, I mean, I was a huge Rockers fan to begin with. But yeah. when when him and Janetti split up, I really was a bigger fan of, of Michaels just because for, I just I just, I just loved the attitude, you know. Like, screw you, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want, you know. I, I, I still think the ladder match that he and Scott Hall had, you know, the, the, kind of the first one ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's still one of the, the greatest matches of all time. Agreed. Yeah, and it still holds up. I was watching it on the WWE Network. It absolutely. It really does. Ago, yeah. you know? And it was but so ahead of its time. that you're dealing with somebody who transcends the normal kind of storylines. This is a dude who can work with anyone and just make it fucking pop. And they both could. You know, yeah. I mean, Scott Hall was no slouch either. What you said about the the horseman, I, I'm a little younger than you. That's kind of how I felt about Trail Michaels at the time, where he was a bad guy. He was with Sherry, and you know you were supposed to not like him, but there was just something about him that I thought was so cool. And the fact that he was such an awesome wrestler and always delivered in the ring, uh, it really drew me to him. Trail Michaels was one of my favorites. But then you said that uh, you got out of re- what made you get out of wrestling? I'm assuming it was like in the early '90s. Uh, you know, I. Uh... I mean, the main reason was because honestly, I was concentrating more on music mm-hmm. than uh, than you know, kind of sticking around and and, and watching uh, shows. Um, what honestly, what got me back in was the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. Ironically, I, I think a lot of people could say that. Um, was my uh, my roommate at the time? I was still a, a huge wrestling fan. He was at work or doing gigs. He was like, "Dude, you got it. We we gotta we gotta we got we gotta do." Nitro and Raw, and, and flip back and forth. And I had really no idea what they, what he was talking about. So we would flip literally back and forth between Nitro and Raw just to see if we could catch, you know, the, the best matches. And you know, slowly but surely, Raw really started to win it out because it just got to the point where the NWO was just going to come out. You knew they were going to come out and ruin everything, yeah, and it just got boring. It's like it, it just got to the point where it's like you got forty seven dudes in the in the ring. You only care about three of them. Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know, so Raw ultimately kind of won out, and that's really what got me back in, especially, you know, rooting for Stone Cold. Agreed, yeah. I feel like the problem with WCW at the time was, like you were saying, it would always just end with NWO running in, and there was no storyline progress. It was the same storyline over and over. It moved so much slowly, whereas I feel with Raw, every week you learn something new about every storyline, and... And there wasn't just a storyline on top. Like the mid go- mid card guys got really cool stories. There were interesting characters. It was just a better overall 
package. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's you know, a lot of people talked about the storylines on uh, WCW, but the the, the storylines for Raw were just as good, but they had the matches to back it up. Yeah, you know. So I absolutely agree with that. You know, the the, the quality and the roster was just so much better. And then once they started really kind of pulling all the people from WCW, the, you know, mm-hmm. like Jericho, um, the Eddies, all those guys, Dean Malenko, when they started coming over, that's when it, you know, it was just like, here we go. This is what it's all about, you know? They yeah. could spot the talent. They could see the people who really wanted to work. And that's when it, you know, that's when it started to pop. Yeah, they really do it right. Uh, I was curious, who do you think is like, character-wise... Uh, not like real life personality wise. Who is like the most metal character in pro wrestling history? Oh, the most metal. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to start with the Legion of Doom, man. I yes. mean, you got to talk about the Road Warriors. You know, I mean, they were probably to me the first heavy metal. Um, uh, you know, really the first heavy metal tag team. Yeah, and um, they came out to Iron Man. But then at you know, first. The, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But then you, I mean, but then you had you had people like Kevin Sullivan, who, yeah. you know, was you know like the satanic wrestler, you know, dealt with witchcraft and was just a naturally bad guy, which I was so into at the time. I was just like, this is so cool. But then you know you had you know you had teams like Demolition um, that would you know that had you know a really kind of a full on heavy metal theme song when they came out. So I think there's just been a lot over the years that you know. That have been really great heavy metal wrestlers, you know, and then obviously, you know, didn't really come out to to heavy metal at first, but the Undertaker, yeah. I mean, it was like the king daddy of all, you know. I mean, if you want to talk about metal, that's it doesn't get much more than that. And then obviously after that, Kane and Mankind really kind of tying it together. Yeah. And uh, you know, you you got involved in some pro wrestling recently. You were. Uh, at an NXT show at one of those uh, Danny Wilmer festivals, I believe it was at AfterShock Fest. And, uh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I was uh, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to, to work with some of the NXT uh, guys, which was fucking rad, man. I mean, just so cool for me um, as a fan. You know, I mean, the whole time you're like you're trying not to go kayfabe and blow it, but <laughs> it was uh, it was kind of rad. You know, just kind of you know working with uh, you know working with those guys. Yeah, and uh, so like that's that's so fun. You know, you're uh, I'm gonna say it. You know, you're a huge rock star, and yet here you are humbled by these these wrestlers because you just don't want to look like a dork because you're you're such a wrestling fan. I'm I'm assuming based on what you're saying. Uh, so I, I thought, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and. <laughs> And I thought that it looked great, and and, and uh, it, it was it was a super awesome thing that you did with Baron Corbin. We, you know, he was kind of getting in your face, and you gave him a, a pretty hearty slap, and it didn't look like you pulled your slap at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, we were backstage and we were talking about it, just like, and I was like, "How hard do you want me to hit you?" And he goes, "He goes, you know what? As long as you don't hit my ear." hit me as hard as you can he's like we'll sell the hell out of it and i was mm-hmm. like all right man here we go <laughs> and you know we and me and corbin have known each other for a really long time you know be able to do something with a good buddy of mine was just so fucking rad you know mm-hmm. uh that's cool uh, do you follow nxt i mean you're a busy guy i can only imagine you have so much time in the day 
I yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I I try to I try to watch or go to the shows as much as possible. Like I was just at uh, Money in the Bank mm-hmm. with my niece and my cousin, and uh, it was a fucking great pay per view, man. Like I, it was yeah, it was, was really awesome. Fun. I loved seeing Ambrose cash in and and get the belt. Like it just, I was I was so happy to see that go down. That it was uh, it was pretty fucking rad, man. Yeah, and I feel like even that ladder match. Was was one of the better Money in the Bank ladder matches? Like, at this oh point, yeah. At this yeah. point, you're like, what? What well, can there be at, done? Look at look at who was involved. You yeah. know, they had so many great workers. All like some of the the best dudes from NXT, and then some of the 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 best dudes from WWE all coming together to make a great fucking ladder match. I, I thought it was killer. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, it was an awesome show. That must have been uh, a really fun show to watch live. Who are some of the guys right now uh, that you're like? kind of rooting for that you think could be like a big star in a few years oh yeah, man there is so much talent there right yeah i think the roster um, is incredible now yeah i it's i think this is the strongest their roster has been in a very very long time and you credit where it's due i think it's it all comes up to the you know the nx come and really not only making their presence felt but also taking the game to the next level, taking it back up yeah. a notch. Because a lot of the older dudes, they they always wrestle kind of kind of stiff. You know, I mean, I know some of them have taken some serious bumps over the years, but you know, they, they keep it kind of close, keep it kind of safe. Whereas you, you would with the NXT guys, you never know what kind of match you're going to get, yeah. which I think is really refreshing. And that's kind of what you see when you see a wrestling match. You don't want to see the same fucking bullshit moves over and over again. You just want to see something really, really cool. And that's where the the NXT uh, the NXT guys are really pushing the boundaries and, and, and working with some of the best guys in the WWE to make it work, you know? Now that Enzo and and, uh, and, yes. and the big guy are up there, man, it's going to be a whole new thing. Yeah, those guys are great. And I love how when they came in, Enzo and Cass, like immediately people yeah. already knew the catchphrases they were singing along and like it's just going up from there and now uh, it's old school right it's it. yeah. that cool vibe like you can't wait to see what happens it's so rad yeah that's cool. and you know like uh you just had a, a neck injury like a, a pretty serious neck injury and it kind of reminded me of some of the neck injuries uh, in pro wrestling with like like the one that Austin had or like how Edge had, but uh, you were just back, you know, a, a few weeks later. Like I feel, you know, I feel the, you know, going up on stage for an hour and jumping up and down. I mean, it, it's pretty comparable to taking bumps in the ring, wouldn't you say? Like there's there's some sort of correlation there. I mean, yeah, it's it's it is what it is. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, I uh, it just. I mean, in in comparison, you just kind of take a look at what you can and can't do, and you just kind of go with it, you know? Um, right now, um, it's only been six weeks since I had the surgery, so there's I'm very kind of limited in what I can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and But, you know, at the same time, the show must go on, you know? So I, it's, it's kind of been refreshing for me because I've had to find different ways to put the show on, you know? And different ways to entertain and different ways to, you know, really get the, you know, really get the audience going. And, uh, you know, that to me is, you know, I'd rather have that challenge than to sit back and go, Oh, whoa, it was me. I can't do anything. You know, yeah. um, 
I'm just lucky that when I did, um, the, you know, the doctors told me that it was very, very serious. So, um, I don't really worry about like, you know, the, the limitations or anything. I just know that every day is different. Every day I'm getting a little better and every day I get to go out and do what I love, you know? So I, I don't, I try not to try not to worry about anything too much as long as I know that I'm taking care of myself. Right on. I mean, that's, it's great to hear that, you know, you're, you're feeling better every day and it's cool that you're finding new ways to pump up the crowd. I feel that's kind of, I mean, that's basically entertainment as long as the crowd is reacting, you're doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, you know, and, and honestly, you know, just watching the reaction from the fans, it's like, you know, they're like, they're like, you know what? You couldn't even tell. You, you did so, you gave everything you had, and it was one of the shows I've ever seen. And that, to me, that, that is so gratifying, man. You know, it makes me feel really good about what I do. That's awesome. Would you say, like, this might be a bit of a reach, but would you say, like, uh, there are any wrestlers that kind of inspire your, your showmanship or, or the way you behave on on stage a little bit you know i mean a lot you know because you know i I don't want to say that i'm playing a character but you got to have that bravado man you're larger than life like all the the wrestlers that i looked up to and loved um were all larger than life you know Mm -hmm. whether it was you know the embodiment of the american spirit like hulk hogan or you know the the absolute spirit of a badass like you know stone cold steve austin just the ultimate the ultimate badass didn't give a didn't give a shit if he was a good guy or a bad guy. He was just going to come out and get it on, you know? Um, you know, that's what I mean. That's what it was all about was just that, you know, just kind of, you know, you know, giving in to that, that person inside that's begging to come out and entertain. And that, that's, I think that's where I took my inspiration from is just, you know, you that, that, you know, just finding that, you know, finding that energy inside you, to put into that personality so you can fill your room with it and make people go, holy shit, I'm seeing something really, really good. That's awesome. Uh, all right, well, you know, we're kind of uh, winding down on our time here, so I want to know, do you have any, like, favorite matches that you hold dear to your heart that, you know, you'll always remember and go back to maybe? Oh, man. Um, uh, there's so many that I could mention. I mean, anytime The Rock and Stone Cold went at each other, it was... I mean, that was just, it was amazing, you know? I think my my favorite match of all time, though, had to be the uh, uh, the WWE versus the Alliance uh, match. Oh, okay. That was like 2001 or 2002. I believe it was Survivor um, Series 2001, if that's what it, like the, the one where it, it was for it, right control there. of the company, right? Yep, it was it was uh, Team WCW, which was uh, Stone Cold and everybody, yeah. and then Team WWE, which was The Rock, Jericho, Kane, and The Undertaker, uh, Big Show. Yeah, I, yeah. I, to me, that was probably one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, I, to me, that's up there with the match that uh, uh, Michaels had with Bret Hart. Uh, mm. The Iron Man match, which is is also one of my favorites. Oh. Um, it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's hard. I'd be hard hard pressed to pick a favorite one, but I think that one just because so many great people like Booker T. Um, our, you know, our our. I mean, there were so many great wrestlers yeah. in that in that ring that it was just it was just fucking amazing. Yeah, that whole era, like that two thousand one, like right after WCW kind of went down, like and WDB kind of like had their pick of like the best talent it was such a fun time 
I feel. And even the next yeah. night when Ric Flair came back to become like the half owner yeah. somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then uh the Stone Cold coming down and making the switch back to, you know, face. Yeah. It was just like, here we go. This is awesome. Yeah, that was a really, yeah. really fun yeah. time. Yeah. I'm I'm almost done. I'm almost done. All right, Corey, you know what? I will uh I don't wanna keep you any longer than than you can go. I wanna let you go one final question, and this is not wrestling related, but do you prefer corn or flour tortilla? Ooh, uh, flour. Why do you say flour? Flour tortillas. Uh, nothing against corn. Uh, it, it, it depends on what I'm making. Flour, I, I'm so used to working with flour tortillas that I, I can really kind of make them into anything. I can make uh, tacos. I can do burritos. I can do enchiladas. I can do that because I do a lot of the cooking in my house. So mm. I, I tend to work with flour because they're, they're a little more malleable. They don't break up as much as corn tortillas do. Makes perfect sense. Corey, thank you so much for giving us some of your time to talk about no wrestling. I really appreciate it. All Thanks right. a lot. Huge thanks to Corey Taylor for taking time out of his schedule to talk to me on the Squared Circle Pit. Let me know what you thought of the interview. Let me know what guests you'd like to have on the show. I just love hearing your feedback. Of course, you can find Squared Circle Pit on Facebook. Just search for it or go to facebook.com slash Squared Circle Pit. Or you can add us on Twitter at Squared Circle Pit without the E in circle. And my personal Twitter handle, of course, is at Rob Injection. And this was a pretty big week for WWE. They had, first let's talk about the Battleground pay-per-view. Excellent, excellent pay-per-view, I thought. Uh, my one complaint about the pay-per-view was there was a little too much filler. There was, like, now all these pay-per-views are going past three hours. And with this one, I really didn't think it was necessary. They could have cut that Miz versus Darren Young match, which went nowhere, which was pointless. Although we would have missed that amazing Bob Backlund going nuts thing. Bob Backlund, just a gem. I'm glad he's back on TV. Uh, uh, but other than the, the time wasters, the fillers, like beyond that, maybe also cutting the Natalia versus Becky Lynch match. That could have, you know, take it or leave it. Although I thought it was a good match, despite the crowd, like, being completely asleep for it. The best match of the night, without question, for me, was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. It was... Such a great match on so many levels, but most importantly, what was exciting to me was that you're starting to see strong style, the New Japan style of pro wrestling, kind of bleed into WWE and, and also like the ROH style of, of just, you know, the fighting spirit and, and like these, these crazy sequences that they do. And it gets me so excited that finally WWE is moving in this direction. I've been saying that this right now is a new golden era for wrestling. This is the best time for professional wrestling right now since WCW and ECW went out of business. There's so much great wrestling, and specifically in WWE, this is the strongest their mid-card has ever been. I feel like if you go back to even five years ago and you look at pay-per-view cards, there'd be like maybe one or two matches where you'd be like, oh, that's that's going to be a good match. That's going to be a good wrestling match. And the rest are more storyline-based or just with like crappy wrestlers. Now, everyone in the mid-card, virtually everyone in the mid-card, is a really good wrestler. There's very few people that are just a gimmick, like, for example, Braun Strowman. But even that, I'll take it. I think Braun Strowman is cool. Beyond that, I thought the main event was phenomenal. 
Uh, I thought, speaking of phenomenal, the uh, six-man tag was great as well. Enzo Amore really, really coming into his own. And one thing that I think is incredible is, you know, while you may think like, oh, it's cool that Enzo and Cass are getting a rub from John Cena for being in the same ring with him, I think John Cena is getting a rub from Enzo and Cass for being with the cool guys. You know what I mean? I thought that match was cool. I was surprised by the ending. I was a little disappointed that... AJ took the loss, but I mean, if they're building up for a rematch, I guess it makes sense. And at least it wasn't a weak finish. It was like a super attitude adjustment. Like it's something you can't really kick out of. So it made sense. But the main event was awesome. These three guys know how to work with each other. And honestly, I'm kind of over all this Roman Reigns. He did so well. He brought it both at the pay-per-view and at Raw the next night. He's really, really putting on his A game and bringing it and, and he's really not that he hasn't won me over but like he's he's shown something new and I love it and I love the Dean Ambrose one I really thought it was going to be Rollins or Reigns winning for the world title to be on Raw but I thought it was awesome that Dean Ambrose won I literally jumped out of my seat like literally not figuratively literally I stood up because I was so excited because I feel like Dean Ambrose of the three was the most underutilized and he is an amazing babyface character the crowd gets behind him he has a, a great work ethic he could work with anybody and he's just a great character and i'm glad we're gonna see him carry the ball for a little bit on smackdown i thought raw let's move on to raw was a pay-per-view in and of itself it was like a pay-per-view quality Night, which kind of, it, it almost makes it unfair to compare Raw and SmackDown because SmackDown was like more of a regular program, whereas Raw was like huge, a huge, huge program. First of all, they announced the the new championship, the new top title on Raw is going to be called the WWE Universal Champion. It sounds like something I made up when I was five years old doing my own fantasy wrestling. It sounded ridiculous hearing the announcers talk about it. There, I just couldn't help but laughing. Hopefully, I'll get used to it. While the initial logo, uh, I hated it. I hated the initial unveiling of the new Raw and SmackDown logos. With the fancy, you know, 3D graphics, WWE's graphics department is, you know, uh, on a level on, on their own. Uh, I'm liking the new Raw rebranding, and uh, except for the Universal title. But the matches were awesome, and it was so great to finally see Finn on Raw. And I knew that Finn Balor was going to win his first match. I mean, it made sense. This is the guy's debut. you got to make him look strong, especially if he's going to be a player for you. I was so shocked that Finn Balor beat Roman Reigns, and he's going on to SummerSlam to face Seth Rollins. That's going to be a great match, and I was so happy for Finn Balor. I've been rooting for him. You know, ever since he made his NXT debut, the dude is going to be money. That's going to be a great match. It was a great Raw. And Rollin, I mean, uh, sorry, Roman Reigns had an amazing match with Finn Balor. Reigns showed such great heavyweight power moves. I, I'm, I'm kind of getting excited to see Reigns wrestle again like this. And I like, and I think the reason that the fans booed him so much is just because he would constantly just win. And maybe with a few losses on his belt, maybe the title turn and the fans will be behind him again. But if not, just turn him heel already, guys. Come on. The other big news from uh, the Raw was Sasha Banks finally winning the WWE Women's title. I thought it should have happened at WrestleMania. 
but Charlotte did really great since then, not to take anything away from Charlotte. She's been awesome. She's coming to her own as a phenomenal heel. But Sasha Banks is the boss. She's the best woman wrestler in WWE right now. She deserves the title. She deserves to be carrying the brand. And I, I was so happy for her. And that speech that she made after was so great. Like, I am team boss. Finally, one last thing about Raw that I loved is I love the return of the squash match. Nia Jax destroyed some woman. And then and then the Braun Strowman-James Ellsworth match was amazing. I love that they had Byron interview him, the jobber, first. And he was, like, scared out of his mind. But he, he brought up the rationale that, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm just trying to, to, you know, live my dream and, and become a, a WWE superstar. And I thought that whole thing was phenomenal. And I, I, I'm curious to see how Raw follows it up next week when they won't have the uh, you know qualifying matches for the number one contender title because they had a lot of long matches on this show, and it's not the type of show they could do every week. So I feel like next week is going to be the true test of how they're able to handle the draft. With SmackDown, I feel it was a little different. They didn't give everything away, so to speak, right right away. So it was a bit of a slower pace. I still enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as Raw, definitely. But I feel there's so much potential there because a lot of the best facets of SmackDown have yet to start. For example, American Alpha, Jason Jordan, and Chad Gable are going to be amazing. I loved the little thing with all the women coming out and then Eva Marie having her grand entrance and everyone being like, what the hell is going on with, the, with Eva Marie? Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's ironic or sincere. Well, like I'm not saying Eva Marie is a great wrestler, but as a character, I think she is hilarious and I think she is going to be a huge heel. And I, and I really hope they do something cool with her. Uh, I have this fantasy booking idea that Eva Marie should go around reclaiming the term diva now that diva's been a dirty word, which admittedly, it was demeaning to call the women divas and not superstars or wrestlers. But I think Eva Marie should be like, I came I came to the WWE after such role models as Sable and Tori Wilson. I want to be a WWE diva, not a woman's wrestler. And she should be like, that's why I'm claiming myself the new divas champion. And she should go around talking about how she's the total, the ultimate diva. And I, I think something like that would be cool. Obviously, they're not going to do that. They're not going to bring the divas title back. But it was just a fun, stoned idea that I had. Quick note, I, I was blown away by this last episode of NXT simply because both Shinsuke Nakamura and Kota Ibushi were on the show. A year and a half ago, I was watching New Japan's big pay-per-view, Wrestle Kingdom 9, and the two of them wrestled each other in the best match of, the last, of that year, in the best match of 2015. It was so good, and it was so amazing watching it, and also disheartening because I was thinking, like, man, these are two of the top wrestling talents in the world right now. And they're never going to be in the WWE, I said to myself. And now here they are, and a year and a half later, they're here. I'm so excited. I'm so happy for them. Like I said, this is a great, great time for pro wrestling. On the last show, I asked you guys if I should go to the Battle of Los Angeles for my birthday. Turns out I was getting a little ahead of myself. It's going to be, it's way too expensive at this point to do because they announced that the Battle of Los Angeles tickets are $100 a night. So, you know, if I'm taking my buddy, that's $600 just for the wrestling tickets, not for the flights. It's a little too pricey 
for a vacation, I could just go to Bermuda and just lay on the beach and then watch the DVDs in a few weeks. So I'm going to do that. But the Battle of Los Angeles sounds insane. Every great wrestler who's not signed to WWE is going to be on that battle. And I can't wait to watch when that stuff comes out. So much great wrestling. There's Evolve coming around, dragging it. New Japan, the G1 tournament is going on right now. I'm not watching every night because, you know, I got a job and all that. But I've been trying to keep up with clips and GIFs off Reddit. And uh, so far, the two matches that I did watch were from the first night that were incredible, which were Sonata versus Tanahashi. And Sonata, I feel, is really, like, he's going to be a big player for New Japan. When he was in TNA, I was really not, I thought this guy was a waste. But he's completely transformed into an amazing heel wrestler. And I can't believe Tanahashi has lost all of his G1 matches right now. The other great match from that night was Okada versus Marafuji. I, I was very high on Marafuji. Uh, you know, 10, year, uh, 10 years ago or so, Marafuji and Kenta, who is now Hideo Itami in NXT, they both did tours with Ring of Honor. And I remember seeing those two guys and being mesmerized and blown away by how great they are at every facet of pro wrestling. And it was great to see Kenta, you know, uh, see his success come to America, come to WWE and the NXT. And at the time, I kind of felt bad for Marufuji that he was kind of left behind. And, you know, some people who follow Japanese wrestling more than me would tell me that, like, oh, he's a shell of his former self. But that match against Okada, Okada, by the way, being the world champion of New Japan, the IWG champion, that was a great match. And Marufuji still has it, still looks amazing. And he won the match. So I'm excited to see their eventual title match. That should be really fun. So much great wrestling right now. What are you watching? I'd like to know. I'd like to know what you see out there. What's coming up? I'm, I'm pumped for NXT Brooklyn, which is, I can't believe it's only three weeks away and SummerSlam's only three weeks away. Uh, it feels like a, it should have been forever away. Uh, I'm gonna try to go to both shows uh, or at least SummerSlam. We'll see what I could uh, finagle, but I'm gonna be there. What are you watching? Let me know. Hit me up on the social media at Rob Injection, at Squared Circle Pit, without the E in circle, or Facebook.com slash Squared Circle Pit. That's going to do it for this episode of Squared Circle Pit. I'll be back in about two or three weeks. And my guest, I can tell you who my guest is, actually. I don't want to jinx it because I haven't done the interview yet. It might get canceled. See you in a few weeks. Thanks, as always, for tuning in.